Hey, what's going on, everybody? So I want to talk about you've been you went out and you got dropped. You listened to the last podcast, and now you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I not have that happen all the time? Very good question. And there are a lot of things that I want to jump in this video and talk to you about how you say you get dropped on the climb. Maybe it's a four-minute effort. I'm going to use that number because this is the example I'm going to use. How do you dissect what type of power? you need to be doing? Are you even in that ballpark? So you know, hey, am I getting dropped by people that I'm even close to? Or am I just not strong enough yet? And maybe, you know, this is a race or an event or a group ride that I need to come keep working towards and have as a goal, maybe a year out, maybe it's two years out, who knows if you're a cat four and you're at a local group ride getting dropped by cat ones, it might take you some time. And that's just the part of the journey of endurance sports, unless you're a genetic freak. You got to put the time in. You got to go on the bike and continue training consistently. So let's talk about, let me share my screen here and do this. Okay. So let's get this Zoom thing out of here. I'm going to go in to show you how to do it on Strava because that's something that everybody has access to. Here are a few things though beforehand to make sure you're doing these and these could almost all be a podcast in themselves before you even look at the watts drafting if you're new to cycling you most likely need to work on your drafting skills the energy conservation is massive and without effectively drafting maybe it's not going to hurt you in the first 30 minutes of a group ride but if you're doing a group ride that's three hours long and there's a big effort at the end those who can draft efficiently are going to have a leg up on those that don't, period. Also, energy conservation. Are you closing gaps efficiently? And what I mean by that is a lot of newer cyclists, and I don't mean to be talking down to you as a newer cyclist. I should just say things that I did when I first started cycling. I would start noticing I was closing a gap, meaning there's a gap between me and the rider in front. I want to make sure I get back in that draft. I would go so hard that then I'm breaking a lot behind them. You don't need to slam on the gas to then be breaking so much. Use less power as often as possible. Also, don't close every gap. Other people have to do that job as well. And that's part of calling people's bluff sometimes. If you're in a bike race, you want other people closing all of the gaps. And sometimes you're going to wait for somebody to close the gap and no one does, and you all get left behind. So, that's when you have to decide, hey, I got to do the work here and close this gap, even if I bring other people with me, because I just get the sense that people aren't going to do that. And then lastly, don't overextend yourself. There's, uh, you know, I, I was reading about a rider who had tweeted about every week I go and I pull too much and then I explode. So sure, you could say, oh, that's great training. You're going until you blow, but you could do that with intervals. I think you want to sit in on some of those group rides like sure go and mix it up and trying to be at the front but then also on another day try to last as long as possible because if you're getting dropped at the 70 percent mark i promise you the 95 percent mark is much harder and that's a realization that some athletes have is they always go and get dropped they go and get dropped they go and get dropped and then you know over time they get faster and they get dropped again They're like wait it's actually still getting harder go get that taste, go see what people are doing at the end. Because I'm telling you, if you have five guys that are, you know, maybe the big dogs of the group ride, they're not throwing their big punches until they're trying to knock each other out at the end. 
or if someone's trying to get away off the front. But with that being said, don't overextend yourself all the time. Try to extend the duration with which you get down the road with the fastest people. Cornering. This is probably not the biggest deal in a road race and a group ride, but that being said, a lot of people in the U.S. race crits. Cornering is massive, again, because if you're bad at cornering, you're breaking too much, you're scrubbing off too much speed, and then you're wasting too much energy to get back up to speed. After 30 minutes of doing that, you are in a far worse position. Speaking of positioning, you can't outwatt bad positioning. If you are putting yourself, getting boxed in all the time, if you are sitting towards the back, especially if you're rolling into a climb, you cannot outwatt bad positioning. If you are not in the front at critical points, you will get left behind or you just will have a bad placing. Nutrition. You might be suffering seriously because you're not eating enough. And 100 grams of carbs per hour, if you don't know, if I say, hey, how many grams of carbs are you eating per hour? And you don't know that answer, you, I would, you don't have to do anything. Do what you want. I would highly recommend you go home or you're at home before your next ride, lay everything out and count the carbs on the back. I'm not saying go count your food all day. Don't calorie count and go insane. But look at what you're bringing. If you're going on a three-hour ride, have 300 grams of carbs and maybe 40 more. Because guess what? Your body is not just this little computer that you press buttons on. Like, oh, it's only going to be 100. What if you're hungry? Eat, eat the food. Uh, it is much wiser to eat the food on the bike than eating it after when you just put yourself in a massive deficit, especially if you have rides the next day, big workouts coming out. That could be five podcasts in itself. Uh, make sure you recovered from the previous efforts in the week, unless there's a reason why you're going to this effort tired. We won't get into all of those nuances, but if you are getting dropped and you're now trying to not get dropped, use these as race sims, meaning you don't have to treat it as a B race. You don't have to taper. You just don't want to absolutely throttle yourself on Friday and, you know, have done two hard workouts in the past two days. That sounds silly. People do it. Trust me. Um, have your hardest workout on Tuesday. Have a medium type workout on Wednesday. Thursday, maybe you take off or maybe you do your endurance ride Thursday, take off Friday and go ride Saturday. Now, some people are going to say, but wait, I'm going to feel like crap on Saturday because I, I need to ride the day before. Everybody's different. Then cool. Take Thursday off and do an easy ride on Friday. That's not really a big taper. It's just getting fresh freshened up for a really hard ride on Saturday and then go long on Sunday or something. Um, you'll get better at this. And one thing to consider is that I, I, I don't even like bringing up chronic training load anymore because it's just so played out and overdone. And I think it's misunderstood its application sometimes, but if you're training and you're always around 80 or 90, I really see more of a difference for athletes when they're at 110 120 let's say um that it's not that your absolute watts for certain durations are so much bigger it's that you have more of them more of those matches more of the repeatability and you able to do those same numbers more times but also you can do them later in a ride so if you're getting dropped towards the end of the ride just having more fitness in the tank it, it, this sounds obvious saying it it's going to help you later in a ride. I don't think that is 
what people talk about as much when they talk about CTL. And I've written blogs about CTL, about why it can be definitely misleading and you need to see the whole picture. So don't overly focus on it. I almost didn't want to bring it up, but I did. Now you've done all those. You're like, dude, I'm good. It's the Watts. What I want you to do is, so I'll, I'm going to go through this example. I think it's beneficial to see, and then we can just, I'm going to have to just pick a workout. I should have thought about this before and just show you. And, and so I'll do this last. So if you know how to find this out, you can do it. If you don't, you can follow along on Strava. <clears throat> so I had an athlete, she's been getting better at handling surges, definitely more of an aerobic time trialist, the surges crusher. We've done some hard starts. We've done some anaerobic capacity work. She's been getting better. And it's just one of those games that you, you want to get super fast, really fast. And it just doesn't happen that way, but we've been seeing gains and she went to a race that has, it's a two part climb. It's a total of about four minutes and she just couldn't hang on. And so I wanted to see how did she perform versus her peers and where is she at? And we'll talk about how you can do this in Strava. But what I went in and I looked, I looked up the results of who was at the race, found someone similar in her category, found who had power data, that's obviously necessary, and then looked at the climb. The climb had two separate chunks, a minute and 40 seconds at just under four watts per kg, and then 145 at five and a half watts per kg. So this spans between 200 and 270 and 380 watts for a 69 kg rider. Overall, there was a four minute stretch at 4.3, oh, sorry, at 4.3 watts per kg, which is just under 300 watts. But as we can see above from this breakdown of a minute and 40 and a minute 45, it's not going to be constant power. And rarely ever in a race is it going to be constant power. So look at the surges. The biggest surge was at about 460. And it's not long. It was just like a bam, bam, bam. And, you know, someone accelerating up the hill and the group kept, you know, chasing after them. And then they paused for a second and somebody else might go. And it wasn't super spiky, like 4020s, but there were definitely some big surges in there. In this athlete's lifetime, she has done one-off efforts and we could go back and dissect this really deeply. She did a minute and 40 seconds at 4.5 watts per kg. And she's done four minutes at 3.8 watts per kg. So she's not matching the whole duration of watts, but she's matching the short stuff in a previous mock race, which actually makes me more happy because I think she's going to have enough of the surging and anaerobic capacity. It's just the long duration. So maybe this is more of a VO2 max issue, but at the same time, you have to ask yourself, when in the race did this happen? Is this later in the race or was this earlier in the race? Unfortunately, this was earlier in the race. So you could look at this training wise as go out and do intervals that are specific to this and you might get faster that is applicable to the race. Whereas if this was much later in the race, we would work on this on the weekend saying, yo, you got to go ride two hours and then do these because that's when you got dropped. Um, she actually has enough of those Watts at the end when everyone's putting out less Watts. She just doesn't have the Watts in the beginning when some people have more Watts. Does that, hopefully that makes sense. Other people have more Watts earlier when everyone's fresh, but when everyone's fatigued, she's, she's good. She can match them. And she's actually won state championships that way. So what we need her to do is 380 Watts. 
which in the past three years for a minute and 40 seconds, the best that she's done is 322. And let me double check that, that I did this math correctly. 69 times 4.5 is 310. Why did I, well, either way, it's not enough. Um, numbers 310 and 322. Either one of those numbers is wrong, but either way, we're off by a lot. We're off by 60 watts. So number one, the good thing is, hey, don't feel bad about this race. I mean, someone's just much stronger than you. Two, damn it, we got to get much stronger. Now, granted, this athlete is also, <laughs> I looked up her results. She's rapidly always on the podium, probably not in the same category of three. I, I think she's on the, the road to cat one, but she's in the category now. So we got to figure that out. She needs to do four minutes at 262 with, though, surge is well above that. So she's done 260 at that duration. And when I looked, it was actually surprise at this race. So wait a minute. As you dig in, you look back historically, you just set a lifetime PR at this race. You cannot be upset with that. You gave everything you had plus some more to set a new power best. That is huge. Also, I have to think back. This race was a month ago. I believe it was super hot that day. That does not help the Watts. So that's a huge bright star. Make sure you're looking back. Where does this effort compare to other efforts? So then that's when I was this, I pasted from the comments. I'm like, wait, you basically had a four minute and five minute lifetime PR within the race. Granted, you didn't stay in the race. So that sucks. No one likes getting dropped, but this is awesome to see. So I would recommend, let's look at some short VO2 max efforts. The one thing I want to really hone in on is, I think it's easy for myself, any athlete, when we look and say, okay, what efforts am I going to do? You guys know I love five by five VO2 max efforts. I think it's really important to also do hard start efforts where you're starting hard and working VO2 max through more of the slow components. So you have a hard spike and then you're not riding at what you would ride at for five minutes of constant power, but that hard spike, and then maybe just a little bit below that, more simulates a race, or a lot of athletes like these 4020s, or Craig, if you checked out the uh, VO2 max training peaks plan that we put out, it's really not a pl plan, it's our 10 favorite VO2 max workouts. His has a blender where it's a bunch of different efforts, or I'll have someone do like a three by five, excuse me, a 3.5 minute hard start, really hard watts, maybe like 130%, just throwing out a number there. Then have them go do a constant power, 115, 120% for five minutes. Then let's go back to four minutes and do 125% or just whatever you can blast that day. Go really hard. Um, you could also mix it up and make it like for this athlete, as a female, her FTP is going to be around 215. We need her to ride. I mean, 215 at 120% is only 260. So she would really need to flutter between 270 to 380 for four minutes to match just the watts in general. And we know there's surges in there. You could lay something out and says, hey, here's the power band. This is going to be really freaking difficult. But for four minutes, go out and crush and see if you can stay between this. That means going super hard. Then maybe you need to lay off the gas a little bit and ride down a threshold and then go surge hard for 30 seconds. And then just below that, maybe for 10 seconds, then maybe you coach for a minute and 
you know, it doesn't always have to be this perfect interval. And that's why I do have people go to group rides. That is why I say go chase that KOM sometimes. There's got to be structure. There has to be this similar to race type training that is a little bit more off the cuff. And then also you'll hear in a future podcast with Luke Lamperty, um, fun. Make sure you're having fun doing this. I cannot stress that enough. Um, so I'm going to cook up for her a couple of VO2 max efforts, a couple based around this uh, wattage number. And I think it's going to be really beneficial for her. Now, if you know how to find all these numbers, just bounce. See ya. Thanks for coming. If you want to stick around, uh, here's what I would do in Strava. WKO is going to be much faster and using something like intervals.icu would be faster, but what I think is free and accessible to everybody is Strava. And actually training peaks is too. I just still don't really love how they set things up. So let's quickly find a ride. Uh, I haven't been doing intervals in Florida because it is ridiculously hot and I, I don't have a road bike currently that I can ride. Um, it was broken here, I want to say, after nationals. This was when I got COVID, so I was not doing intervals there. Um, big week. I'm sure we could find something spicy. I don't want to look at 40 seconds. Ah, this is perfect. Okay, so there's. I put in the notes here, there's a nine-minute attack. You go there. You're going to go to analysis. You're going to scroll down. So I usually get before and after it. And then you can see here's a hard surge. And then I motor. And is that nine minutes? Let's see. 8.37. This is good enough. So you would say, hey, 8.37. This guy started. He went up to 1,200 watts. He averaged 4.52. That's five and a half watts per kg. You know, there's no massive surges. So you could then say, hey, what is five and a half kgs times your weight in kilograms? And that's the power that you have to do. Now, this is a steady state one. So this is like really easy. If we had something where let's go back and let's just find like there's a big surge here. Mm, let's see what this is. This might be kind of interesting. Yeah, okay, here's a hard surge. There's another surge and then there's a big surge here, 580 and then this. So you could say, hey, this is, eh, I don't want something that long. Here's a five minute and 28 second effort, 375 watts on paper. It's like, ah, oh, that's super easy. Well, okay. This first part though, was really a minute at 560 to start it. And then course it wouldn't let me perfectly go back you see what i'm getting at though right like you got to look at what are the big surges so sometimes you might have to break it down a couple times I'm trying to find the exact same one that i just had um and then they laid off the gas and then it was pretty easy but then it ended with this really big piece so i need to make sure i can do do something similar it, it doesn't matter where the watts are on this graph like just go back and find yours and find where are you getting dropped what's the pain point and then mimic back and think about it. They're like, is it at the beginning? Is it at the end? Is it more on off? Is it any of the things we mentioned in the beginning of the video? Like maybe your cornering sucked. Maybe your positioning was bad. All of those things really, really matter. 
So hopefully this is helpful. Uh, don't get dropped anymore. Work on these things. Keep going back. And I really think you'll benefit a ton if you spend some time getting your teeth kicked in, some time riding with your peers, and definitely some time riding on your own doing intervals, or maybe even not even on your own, but a couple days where you can focus on what you need to get done. That is so crucial. If you like this video, please like it, subscribe, do all the algorithm things, tell a friend. Uh, we really appreciate you following along with Evoke Bike. Check out the blog and sign up for the newsletter. Landry is crushing the newsletter. And let us know if you need something. We'll talk to you later.